Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Here we go. 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 This is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine. I'm Andy Dawson. Pow, pow, pow. I'm Sam Delaney. So what? Sam Nifty Hi, Delaney. Uh, along. Some what? Did you say something there? Yeah, Sam Nifty Delaney. Some, that's oh, just what okay. some Sorry, people yeah, know me as. Got to get it right, yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, it's Monday morning. We're doing this. Uh, have you had a good weekend, Sam? Have you done much? you been out anywhere? Have you done any uh, social distancing? You, you're pulling a little face there. Have you been breaking the rules? Nah. Well, I walked the dog with my brother on Thursday. Um, and on the weekend, I went for a run on Saturday. That was it. Nah, not really. I went went up the uh, common with the boy to play a bit <coughs> of football, but we managed yeah. to stay distanced from everyone. I'm not that interested in being out, really. I've got a garden I spend a lot of time in. Well, and this is, you know, I sent you a text last night and I said, let's not do the, the Monday episode this evening because I fancy going to the beach, mm. which is about 10 minute drive away. Uh, and I thought I'll go late in the evening. I'll not be busy. And it'll be a change of scenery, a bit of sea air and all that. And then I just thought, fuck it, why? Why Why am I going? What's the point? What am I going to get from it? Yeah. Other than, you know, a change of scenery. I might come across someone who is carrying the virus. And the sea breeze might carry it along. Into my yeah, mouth. sea breeze is dangerous. It and is I dangerous. Thought, and I thought, why bother? I know what the beach is like. I'll get there, it'll be all right, but I'll stop in. I'm happy. I'm happy in my rig, man. Um, I'm, I'm settled now. I, it's not good because I'm almost kind of, um, is it Stockholm Syndrome, where yeah. you're in love with your captor, and I regard yeah. my house as my captor now. I thought you were going to say right your dog. The dog. How are you getting on with the dog? How are yeah. you getting on with it? All right. Same as uh, always. I'm not, I'm not in love with him, if that's what you're insinuating. The problem is he's in love with you. I, I, I think that's always been your... Your issue uh, with him has always yeah. been the degree to which he loves you. <laughs> always has been. I mean, this morning earlier on, I was sitting having a bit of toast and a cup of tea and watching uh, Minder on ATV4. Because <laughs> why not? Yeah, that's just what they call Dawsoning. Yeah, exactly. You were just Monday doing a bit morning. of Dawsoning. Got to catch up on some Dawsoning this morning. Tea, tea toast in an episode of Minder. And it was from it was from Series 8. And it was the first series when Gary Wester joined as oh, yeah. uh, Ray, Ray yeah. Daly. And yeah. I've said this before, there's absolutely nothing wrong with the series. No, you with think Ray it's Daly really good. In. Because at the end of the day, it's all about Arthur. Yeah. You know, Minder was never about Terry McCann. No, it's we talked about, about Terry. Anyway, Terry was a moaning prick, wasn't he? <laughs> yeah. yeah. He was. He just always yeah. fucking moaning about the work he was being given constantly yeah. by Arthur. Cash in hand work. I bet not a penny went to the revenue, by the way. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to be Lampardish about it, but this bloke is working tax free. Yeah. at kind of a lot of the time quite convenient hours mm-hmm. he could wear what he wanted literally all yeah. he had to do was occasionally beat people up he, get, he gets to do some fighting which is good because he, and he, he enjoyed almost it. always won yeah he enjoyed it because you know. he was a, a former quite successful boxer mm. speaking of boxing I had a really vivid dream last night which was Mike Tyson 
making a comeback fight, and it was seen to be against Peter Crouch, but a kind of mm. a shorter version of Peter Crouch. It might have been Owen Jones. It might have been Owen Jones, I'm not sure. But Do you think Owen was... Jones is like a short Peter Crouch? Short Peter Crouch, <laughs> you're just a short Peter Crouch. Yeah, he probably gets that a lot. Yeah. Uh, but it was all over I in the first round. I don't know who Peter Crouch is. I yeah. think football is a tool of the oppressive st- military-industrial complex. Why hasn't Owen Jones got a podcast? That's the question. I don't know. It's not, it's, not, it's not... He can't make money from it like he can with his Guardian columns, that's why. Or his appearances he make, on... He, he, could make, he could make money Sky out of News. it. Yeah, but he'd be regarded as a capitalist pig. And he wouldn't like that. But he, but he's not if he gets paid by the Guardian and Sky News. Well, I don't know. That's just easy. You isn't don't know it? how this, these people shit. work. I don't know. Anyway, anyway, Tyson leathered the shit out of him in the first round, and it was all over. But really Lucky vivid enough. dream, though. Really vivid. This this Tyson book is just. I mean, it's just insane, mate. It's just in. Mm-hmm. in I thought I'd been around, right? I'm not saying I'm Doc out of the Seven Dwarfs, right? But I've fucking seen plenty in my life, right? <laughs> and and not just have I personally seen shit, I've read many books of madness, mad lives, yeah. right? Mike Tyson's life is fucking off the scale bananas. This doesn't surprise me, but yeah, probably the level of off the scale would surprise me, I think. I'll get yeah, into it. it. Would. I'll get into it. It's fucking long. And then, like, you know, you get to the bit... His, his childhood is mad, as I've, mm. I've spoken about before, like the terrible things that he went through. And then then he... he that goes on for ages. You think, is, he, is it ever going to get to the bit where he becomes a boxer, right? Right. He becomes a boxer. And then it, it turns out that he's just extremely hard. Like, so mm. hard, that's mm. why he's, he becomes champion of the world at 20... Like, younger than any other... Yeah. heavyweight champion in the world ever and it, it really he doesn't verbalise it this way but he's just harder than everyone else That's which means is. that even when he starts not trying because his coach passes away and he just starts rocking up when he got knocked Gets out by, by Buster hardness. Douglas he wasn't that surprised because he hadn't been preparing for any fights <clears throat> then afterwards when he comes back he doesn't, you know, he's fighting people like Evander Holyfield, but he was doing coke that morning or smoking mm. a spliff before the fight, right? Yeah. And you know, most boxers, if you watch a video of someone like Anthony Joshua, right, <clears> and he'll <throat> do these long fucking things on Sky in the build-up to one of his fights, and it'll be like two months' worth of Anthony Joshua fucking training videos, you know, mm. and, and like, you know, I've only eaten fucking steamed chicken for the last six months, and I run a 1,000 miles a day or whatever, Right. And then he still got beaten up by a fat Mexican. Tyson just fucking was rocking up. Like, he was having a split in the dressing room and fucking rocking up and then just, like, knocking someone out. Because he's he a was fucking kind maniac. Of, kind of... He was the, the Terry McCann of boxing. He was. Mike Tyson, wasn't he? He got to mm. do lots of fighting, but he knew he'd always win. Yeah. 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 And then in the end, he started losing. But he didn't really care about that either. Because at that stage, yeah. he just needed money because he kept, like... Losing court cases, paying people off after he duffed them up or grabbed the girl's ass or something horrendous mm. like that. And he kept having to like throw out million pound here, million pound there. You know, everything went wrong. So once in a while he'd just go, I'll sort me out a fight. Yeah. They'd sort him out a fight and, and, and tie it. And so he's, uh, I read that he is planning a comeback now. Well, yeah, Holyfield, it's almost pretty much on. Is it? Uh, Tyson Holyfield. Holyfield 3. I think Holyfield at the weekend said, yeah, it's happening. 
I mean, Holyfield's well, I mean, 57, Tyson's 53. Fuck yeah. Hell. I mean, That's... I don't know where, where Tyson's at at the moment. I saw a short video of him training and he looked like in amazing shape. And <laughs> yeah, I think like, so, yeah. So I don't know because the bit of the book I'm in, he's still like a hopeless addict. Like, But I assume he's been recovered or in recovery for many years now. Because he ballooned in weight, he lost his mind, he was constantly getting high and drinking to excess, and yeah. the sex was his biggest problem. Non-stop prostitutes, morning, yeah. noon, night, went beyond... Conveyor yeah, belt of prostitutes almost. Yeah, you talk about triggering, right? But, like, he, could, he, he got to a stage where he couldn't be triggered unless it was unless there was, like, ten prostitutes in a room with him. Do you know what I mean? Plus yeah. one of his mates, like his bodyguard, also involved. Right, yeah. Other than that, he was just like, well, I don't know, I'm not really feeling this. It's all a bit tame. It's a bit yeah. basic, a bit vanilla. <laughs> Do you think he just doesn't want to be triggered anymore now? Do you think he's just beyond I that? don't know. I know, I know, that, he embraced, I know that he embraced his um, Muslim faith and that probably helped him live like a sort of a cleaner lifestyle. Yeah. And uh more rules and, than than the life he had before. Yeah, and and I think that if he's now I'll have to research it, but if if they're both as good as they can be at their respective ages, mm. then Tyson will beat Evander Holyfield up, I imagine. Because I think that Holyfield only beat him <clears throat> those other times just because he was fucking all over the place mental. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and he had to resort to try and bite his ear off. He bit his yeah. ear off, yeah. Yeah. Ah, uh, we'll see. But getting back to the dog, mm. um, the dog being in love with me while I was watching Minder this morning, he was just on the set next to me, just cuddled up as close as he could be, with his head on my leg, and I just, I just thought it's just too much. I need a bit of space. But this is interesting uh, to do with your own issues and your own self-esteem. Do we have an issue here that it's like you're disgusted by anyone or anything? that could love you. Interesting. Interesting proposition. Do you know what I mean? Like, why do you... Why does this... What is the problem with this fucking dog that it's got so much affection for me? I mean, you could be honest with something there. I mean, my marriage ended nine years ago. I've not been involved with anyone since then. And maybe... Because you inherently... You lack respect for anyone who you feel respects and has affection for you. It might be that. It might be that thing about what what Groucho Marx said, that he would Mm. never want to be the member of a club that would have him as a member. Yeah. Maybe it's... Maybe 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 his self-loathing is so Mm. high that I I find it impossible to be loved, even by a dog. Exactly. And you're like, this is great. I deserve this dog's love. You just think, this dog disgusts me. How low... I mean, yeah. you've just you've just reached for a, a book and a pen. What's that about? We Are you making have all here? been there. I mean, when I was a younger man, there would be like, say, I'd really like like a girl, and I'd mm. have a big crush on her, and I'd. Re- but then, as this sounds awful, but as soon as if I succeeded in my pursuit mm-hmm. of this lady, once things had become physical, do you know what? I'd feel a bit like, oh my god, yeah. <laughs> Because it almost, thinks, because it was the thrill of the chase. Do you think? No, you think like this. How could she? <laughs> with I mean, me, how with me, of all people. With me. Look, I mean, look at me. Oh, 
Oh my god! Yeah. What's I, wrong with that? I've lost, I've lost all respect for this woman. Yeah, you yeah, know, that could be and it's, a, it. it's awful. It's an awful thing to admit, but I think a lot of people listening, male and female, will be able to relate to that. Yeah, you could be onto something there. So we've we've worked out that both of us despise ourselves. Yeah, here's a new topic for you to get in touch about. Do you hate yourself? How does it manifest itself? How how does yourself hate? Yeah, let's start from the starting point that everyone listening hates themselves to one degree or another. Just tell us interesting and amusing ways in which your self-hatred manifests itself. Mm. We'll we'll not judge you. Well, we might judge you. Depends on what you say to us. But um, we'll, we'll maybe that's what we'll call the you. section. We we'll receive you openly. We, we judge you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we judge thee, <laughs> mate. Do you know what the best thing I've discovered over the last week? And I think I sent you a link to one of them. But it's exactly the sort of thing that you'll know and be so well versed in already mm. that you'll be like, yeah, whatever. But I only recently discovered on the National Archives. The You've already got me National videos. Archives. <laughs> The public safety videos. <gasps> the, the other day, we were having dinner and one of the kids made a joke about hiding in the fridge. And I said, yeah. do not hide you in the never, fridge. Yeah. Ever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like, ah, where I, I'm like, my kids think I'm mental because I do that you thing of changing the tone. Yeah. Raise yourself cha- to your full height. I never. changed, <laughs> puffed out my chest. I, I... I do that a lot. I, I think it's a dad thing, isn't it? To suddenly <laughs> change gear in terms of yeah. your tone. So you're yeah. all having fun and having a laugh and it's like everyone's relaxed and then all of a sudden I go, whoa, no. Yeah. You do not joke about hiding in fridges. Yeah. And I do like, for fun sometimes with my boy. And then it, you yeah. watch, I watch his face like, oh, oh, what's this? Fucking Why is dad turning into this monster? Yeah. And then I just go, ah, are you kidding, son? Uh, my kids just laugh at me. They Get just in go, the you are, fridge if go, you want, son. It's all right. You are mad. So I said, so I started going, yeah, you know, people, there was a problem in the 1970s with kids climbing inside fridges and dying. And at first they just thought, nah, this is bollocks. But I told them. And then I started going, I said, actually, in the 70s, I said, bit before I can remember, I said, but, you know, it's well documented that there were loads of ways in which it was before health and safety was really introduced. So there was all, all sorts of things killed kids yeah. to the extent that they had to uh, make videos about it and mm-hmm. put it on telly the whole time. And they're going, like, what? And I go, <laughs> I started listening to them. I go, Lit. climb inside a fridge, dead. <laughs> Fall in a lake, dead. <laughs> Flying Play your kite a near a pylon, dead. Dead, right? And they're like, you're mental. What's a kite, Dad? So, <laughs> so I said, right, have a look at this. So we fucking get onto the Sit National down. Archives. Yeah. My God, this is, I have fucking unearthed the mother load, right? This is a payload of content, right? And luckily for me, and to my surprise, Len was as into them as I was. Yeah. These date back, these, these go from 1945 mm. through till about 2005, right? Mm. Now, this, obviously, there's great ones in every decade, but by a mile, the best is obviously the 70s, because that's when this sort of shit was at its fucking peak, right? So the fridge one, which I sent you, is a sensational animated one um, about kids climbing into fridge. This is a fridge to you and I, but to a child it could be a den, a hideout, perhaps a spaceship. 
Please don't leave your old fridges lying around. Now, the key thing is this same voiceover bloke got all the work throughout this era, and his voice is extremely creepy. It's sort of borderline Peter Cushing, right? So it's terrifying, whatever he talks about. But just to make it extra terrifying, the scripts are insane. So I think you may be familiar with the one about... Well, the title of it is Lonely Water. So obviously I was like, this is the fucking best. After the fridge one, I said, right, let's look at this one, Lonely Water. Now, what they've done is it's quite a high-concept approach. They have a man sort of dressed like death. Right, a shadowy mm. figure in, in a hooded cloak. And he goes like this. I am the spirit of lonely water. That's the opening line. And you're like, Fucking fuck. Hell. And I looked at my son's face and it dropped. But he, he was he was compelled to watch it, even though yeah. he was terrified, right? And they go, look at these children playing by a lake. Show-offs. They're the yeah. easy ones for me to kill. Oh! Right? Fucking hell. <laughs> Show-offs are easy prey for me, right? Here's another one I can get my hands on. It's disgusting. So that one goes on for ages. Lonely Water, I can really, really um, recommend they it. Would, they would show these kind of BBC 4.45pm, wouldn't they, during yeah. the middle of the kids' programmes? Yeah. Lonely yeah. Water. Watch out for Lonely Water, kids. Yeah. I mean, how? what I want to know is, how was there a thing at the you know Public Office of Information or whatever... The um, uh, what they called it? It was called the COI. I can't remember what that standed for, but that was the government sort of information thing. Mm. And um, the that was there a number of deaths by a particular thing that triggered them investing because they don't look cheap. Must some of these been. films, yeah, right. So there's one, and it's just like called Broken Glass, <clears throat> and mm. it's a really long shot of a child just running along a massive open beach, and it goes on for ages, running, mm. running, 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 running. No soundtrack, nothing, right? Bit like Rocky. Like, yeah, like a bit, bit, bit weird, right? Completely empty beach, fucking running, big smile on his face. And then suddenly... Run, run, run. Smile, smile, smile. Run, 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 run. And then suddenly it freeze frames and zooms in. And it's oh. his f- and the foot is about to land on a shard of broken glass. Oh. And all it says is, don't leave broken glass on a beach. And that's it. That's the end, yeah. right? And I'm thinking, this must have been an epidemic, right? What? How much? How many people were fucking? Did someone from the NHS go? Look, we are at breaking point here. There are that many kids coming in from the beach with glass yeah. in their fucking feet. It's gonna literally, you know, it's it's like as bad. It was as bad gonna, as it was the COVID nineteen of its day. Gonna deplete the workforce in fifteen years time because all the kids are like, have the, have their they're foots all off. fucked. Their foots yeah. are slashed to fat because people keep leaving <laughs> lemonade bottles, right? don't have it anymore because people have plastic bottles don't they mind you with all this sort of trendy stop using single use plastic we might see a return to the days of slashed feet jalapeño hey i'm ryan reynolds at mint mobile we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does they charge you a lot we charge you a little so naturally when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. 
PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Jalapeño. I remember it. There used to be broken glass on the beach. There'd be broken glass fucking everywhere. And you don't Isn't get that it hilarious? anymore. Broken glass everywhere. everywhere. People pissing on the stairs. You know, they just, don't, just care. don't care. <clears throat> but and fridges as well, stuff like that will get abandoned. Mm. And fly tipping's back now because of Corona, because all the tips are closed. Right. Well, for now, anyway. But, but mm. I mean, I'm, I imagine there's more fridges being dumped around the place than the, than there used to be right now. So it's more, it's more people used to just get all of their shit, put it in <clears> a <throat> stolen shopping trolley, wheel yeah. it down the canal, dump it in there, just dump it in, yeah, dump it in the canal, mate. That's what it was for. Now canals have That's all been restored ca- for people to right, thought yeah. about on. Why do you think canals exist? Think about it. We've got rivers. They're natural. We've got streams. They're natural. So yeah. why would man then build its own unnatural river and call it a canal? Yeah. It's for you to chuck your it's shit chuck in. Chuck things in because it sinks and then you can't see it and that's part of the problem. It's gone you, and eventually you, you, over years most of it dissolves. Yeah, that's what happens, yeah. Um, um, the best one though, right? Most of them are scary, like I say. We watched all the Charlie ones which uh, Len was, again, like simultaneously sort of terrified of but compelled to watch. Mm. Uh, especially Charlie. There's a really funny one about just don't leave boxes of matches around. Again, what was going on in the 70s? Well, kids just thick. Do you know what I mean? There's a box of matches. I'm going to set fire to myself with them, right? Keep, keep your bucket of petrol safe. Keep yeah, it in it, the garage. It was all like that, yeah. Not put your loaded gun. Put your loaded gun. This is not. Well, <laughs> look, Charlie's having some trifle for dessert. But what's this inside the trifle? A loaded gun. That's no place to trifle, is it, Charlie? <laughs> Don't hide your loaded gun and your desserts. Keep them in the fridge. <laughs> I mean, that's what it's like. You can't believe it, right? Anyway, the funniest, funniest one that is not scary is about it's encouraging teenagers to learn to swim. Because presumably in the 70s, I think swimming was out of fashion. It's not the Rolf Harris one, is it? No, it's not that one. Fucking not the one that Roy Keane's obsessed with. This is animated, and I can only assume that maybe it was the punk era and swimming in water wasn't considered, you know, edgy enough. It's the sort of thing prog rockers would do, not the new wave, right, of gobbing punk rockers, right? I don't know. But anyway, they've seen fit. We bet, hey, we better fucking make an advert and get these teenagers to learn to swim because we've got a problem here. They keep drowning, right? They think it's for hippies. Yeah, they think it's fucking hippie business. You know, Age of Aquarius and all that shit, right? <laughs> Joel Strummer's done an interview in the NMA and he said that, like, fucking swimming is some sort of, like, tool of the capitalist system, right? To brainwash you. <laughs> right. Yeah, man, right. All I'm saying is, is that, like, you know, the Tories want you all to be swimming because as long as you're in the water, right, you're not on the land that, and, and you're not thinking about the way in which they're, they're getting the police to impinge upon young people's rights, yeah? Yeah. Thing is, they want you in there. They want you in them lanes swimming up and down because it conditions you, doesn't it? Conditions yeah. you to conform up and down, up and down, backwards like and forwards. Like little fucking goldfish, yeah? Fucking 
goldfish and, 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 and mice as well. And we just want kids to wake up to it, right? We want kids yeah. to understand they're not mice or goldfish, right? They're kids, right, with their own thoughts and feelings, yeah? And also, don't swim in the lake because the spirit of the lake will get you. Yeah, there's the spirit so, of lonely water, right? He's a yeah. fucking savage. <laughs> it's actually, you can get that Joe Strummer interview on YouTube. It's quite, yeah. it's really good. Really influential, anyway, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it was. So they've made this video, right? <clears throat> and it's, it's this girl, this teenage girl. It's animated. And uh, she's got this fairy godmother and it appears. And what she says, she's going, all I think about, the girl's going, all I think about all day is Dave. Dave's lovely. Oh, yeah, Dave, I remember it. Dave is gorgeous. <laughs> Dave, Dave's the best. I wish Dave was my boyfriend, right? Fucking Dave. Then all of a sudden, my fairy godmother comes along and grants me a wish. And I wish that Dave's my boyfriend. Then Dave goes, bing, he appears. And suddenly I've got all I dreamt for. So we go for a lovely day at the beach and I suggest to swim. But Dave's all, and then Dave starts giving it the Joe Strummer. He goes, nah, swimming in the sea just ain't my bag, babe. Right? <laughs> Cool speak, <laughs> using his cool speak, right? And she goes, "Ah, oh, it's really annoying." Anyway, what he means by that is he just don't know how to swim. So she turns on him real quick. She was idolising him a minute ago, and then Ooh. she turns on him. You can see how they're trying—they're trying to manipulate you in a very clunky way, right? Mm. Um, is that a woman? So, so well, and so she she gets in the <laughs> sea. And he's standing by the edge, just refusing to get in. And yeah. she goes, so I make another wish. Really sickening behaviour by her, actually. She, oh, yeah, and the fairy godmother comes on. She goes, I wish for, like, Pete. And Pete comes on. She goes, he swims like a fish. And then she oh. giggles. This other fella comes along, right? And they swim off together. Now, Dave is stood on the fucking bench. And this is, what I'm about to say is a verbatim recital of right. a government-funded film, right, made... Four young people and broadcast on the BBC at tea time in the 70s, right? Yeah. He stood there really pissed off because his girlfriend's just gone off with some other bloke because he can swim and Dave mm. can't. So his fairy godmother appears and she goes, what do you wish for? And Dave goes, I wish I stopped losing all my birds. That's what he says. <laughs> that is what he says, right? I wish I stopped losing all my birds, right? And she goes... Well, you better learn to swim then. Right? <laughs> and then Peter Cushing-style scary voiceover comes in yeah. at the end. He goes, do learn to swim. It might save your life. Right? As a little <laughs> addendum. As a little sort of afterthought. It's like, yeah, listen, if you want to get your leg over, lads, yeah. you better learn to swim because birds don't, they don't have sex yeah. with blokes who can't swim. It's the first thing a girl will do, will check out with you if they're thinking of you as a sexual partner, right? Swimming, it'll get you birds. Yeah. <laughs> Would you like to have sex with a female? Learn to swim, and you might. Also, you may not die. Goodbye. Learn to swim. Soon you'll be fighting them off with a shitty stick. Yeah. And then, but then it says it might save your life. So they're, they're sort of prioritising. I mean, they've done their research. And they've gone, we've done our research. And apparently the teenagers, if you appeal to their sense of mortality, yeah. it has no impact on them. They don't care whether they live or die. I think that's <clears throat> the nihilism of the punk rock music has yeah. infected their minds. Oh, well, if you learn to swim, if you don't learn to swim, you may drown, right? And um, he goes... Uh, 
I don't care about that, mate. Don't care if I live or die because we're all just part of a system anyway, aren't we? Right? It don't matter. I don't. I don't want to get old anyway. Right? I just want. I don't care. Don't <laughs> care about nothing. Right? And they go, oh well, what do you care about? I just care about like maybe like birds. Mm. Well, perhaps perhaps we should appeal to that. Then their preoccupation is simply birds, as they call them, more than their lives. <laughs> So they go, we'll make the whole campaign about pulling birds. And then at the end, we'll just mention that it it, it will also save their lives. So I can recommend that. I can recommend all of them. I mean, I spent two hours with Len Mm. just watching them all. It goes through. Even when you get in the 80s, they're pretty good. The the first one, the 80s, stars Nick Cotton. Um, Oh, right. Nice one. Nick Cotton gets done for drink driving, Mm. which is well worth a watch. Nice one. I wonder if we could do like one of these watch along things mm. live where we go through some of these. Oh, and, uh, mate. It's part of a Zoom thing. I think you can, you can incorporate a video file into a Zoom, can't you? We could you can, yeah. Do that. I mean, what, I mean let's, let's announce what we're thinking about doing this Wednesday. Yeah. Uh, this Wednesday evening, we're going to try and do a Zoom watch along with England versus Holland on ITV4, which starts at 6.30 yeah. on Wednesday. Um I think that might be my all-time favourite England game. Probably. I can't think of a better one. I watched it um, in a, a beer tent outside St. James's Park because I've been to one of the group games in the afternoon at St. James's Park and then there was a beer tent outside oh, yeah. for a fan zone type thing. Fan zone. Fan zone. But it was... Uh, it was Probably room. a beer in the air. It was undercover. Yeah, there was none of that. Fuck it. They didn't do that sort of thing back then. So, no. yeah, and then we beat the match, carried on drinking, watched England-Holland in the fan zone thing. It was fucking brilliant. I can't think of a better England game. No, I've been up to um, the the day before. I've been up to Anfield to watch um, Italy versus the Czech Republic. All oh, right, right. Yeah. But we'd had a weird night because we had this spare ticket. Someone dropped out last minute, and because uh, we knew we had Scouse relatives, but we didn't know them. Right, because it was my nan was from Liverpool. Right. Yeah. So I knew that uh, sort of cousins were still up there, and they had their own kids and grandkids. Right. So we put a call into our nan and said, look, we've got a sparesy. Uh, sort us out a scouser. We're en route to Liverpool. Sort us out a We'd scouser like to hire for a when scouser. we get it. We need a scouser for the <laughs> night, right? And we thought, great, because he'll also show us around. Yeah. Right? So we'll have a, a sort of a, a scouse guide for after yeah. the game. So we get to the hotel and he's there, right? All right. And he's... It, all right, lads. Right, and we thought, great, here's I'm, our scouser. Oh, your scouser. Was he on the piece of card with your name on? Yeah. Like in an airport. <laughs> it was like that. Yeah, I remember him. He had this, so we knew he was related in some way. He had a red ponytail, red hair in a ponytail. And he said, and it, well, he had a T-shirt that said something really weird, like dazed and confused or something that seemed right. to suggest yeah. he was a bit, whoa, out there. Right, and uh, so we were like, great. Um, we'll have something to eat here, a couple of beers in our hotel. You know, it was like a holiday inn or something. And then we will hit the game. Yeah. And after that, we want to go out, mate. And he's gone, right, okay, right. So my brother, my older brother, who was the only non-student there, right? Yeah. He said, he was a working man with a few quid in his pocket. And he said, right. I'll buy us all something to eat. It's on me, right? Mm. Now, the first sign of trouble was the waiter comes over and I go, whatever, I'll have 
I don't know what I'll, I'll have a sandwich or whatever. And then my Italian cousin said, we're with him, that's why we're going to the Italian game. Mm. And he yells something. And then it gets to this scouser, and the scouser goes, I will have. We'd known him for five minutes at this stage. And what we'd already done is given him for free a ticket to this game at Anfield, yeah. right? I will have the Mexican sharing platter for two, right? <laughs> and there was this pause, right? There was this pause, and my brother went, being all polite, because he'd already pre-offered to pay. He went, yeah, nice idea. Yeah, I'll share that with you. And this scouser turned to him, and he went, no, mate. Really seriously, he went, no, mate. I said, I will have the Mexican sharing platter for two. <laughs> we can fucking believe it, right? <laughs> And uh, no cockney, no. And my, yeah, and my brother went, oh, okay, yeah. And then he ordered something else, and then he went, he downed his beer, and he went, hey, and called the weight back. And went, I'll have another one of those as well, right? When he worked out, my brother was playing, and he was completely unapologetic. He didn't say to him, "Are you having another beer?" He got his down in super quick and started yeah. speeding up once my brother had green lit it, right? Yeah. We thought, fucking hell. So then we go to the game, and after the game. We go, right, we're going out. And he goes, where do you want to go? And I said, you know, it was 96, so what, I was 20, right? 21. And uh, I was a student and I go, let's go to Cream, right? Because obviously mm. Cream was the famous club. And those, so I was like, you want to go where? Cream. <laughs> <laughs> we're not going to Cream. And I said, why not? He goes, are you mad? Do you want to get shot dead? Right? <laughs> and I went, no. Everyone who goes to Cream. Get yeah, shot down. Exactly. You know, I just, I just want to take ecstasy and dance. Right? And he's gone, no, no, son. There'll be no good comes going to cream, I can tell you that. You'll end up getting shot. Uh-huh. He ended up in the fucking... He, all he wanted to do was get back to the hotel bar and carry yeah. on putting things on my brother's tab, which yeah. is what we did. It was the most fucking boring night. Where we did get drunk, but in one of those maudling, quite bored ways, where yeah. the more you drink, try to drink away the pain, the more sluggish and sad it makes you, the rather than exuberating. Really yeah. yeah. So I didn't stay in touch with his cousin. The other thing he said, which disturbed me, was he went, "So what university at then, pal?" And I go, "Sussex." He goes, "Oh, we got another relative there, you know." And I go, "Oh yeah, really? I didn't know that." And he goes, "Yeah, I." There's another one you should look her up. Her name's so-and-so. She's my cousin. So that makes her your second cousin. And I go, all right, I look her up. He goes, do yourself a favour, look her up, and winks. And I go, what do you mean do yourself a favour? He goes, because she's fucking fit, me." <laughs> and I go, yeah, but she's my cousin. He goes, yeah, second cousin, though. He went, I mean, I'm gutted, because I reckon for you it's all right, but for me it might be a bit dodgy, you know, first cousin. Right? I was like... Jesus Christ, mate! First the God. Mexican platter, God. then the then the then the fear about cream. Now you're trying to encourage me to have it off with a distant relative. Jesus come to, Christ! Come to Liverpool. I'll drink all your drinks, eat all your food, and set you up with a bit of incest on the south coast. <laughs> it was unbelievable. Anyway, that was the backdrop. We sped back the next day and watched the uh, England game. Uh, good oh, times. You know, now you can see how much I miss Euro 96. You could have told that story during Wednesday's watch-along. 
But yeah, uh, it'll be an exciting pl- game. There'll not be much, there'll not be much time for chat, will there? No, there won't the be. There's a, there's a lot. Of go- no spoiler alerts. Like Len's watching these games, and he's got the brilliant wall ch- lockdown wall chart that Thomas yeah. Bradshaw did, and we've got that up next to the telly, and it's brilliant. Cause he doesn't know any of the results, so I'm really excited about watching. You're this not watching game all the games, are you? Well, he wants to, but I'm skipping, Jesus, trying to contain him just to the England games. Yeah, I watched a bit of uh, France versus Bulgaria, no, France Romania the other night on the ITV mm. hub because it was one of the ones I went to back in 96 and it was as mm. dog shit as I remembered it back then. And I was yeah. fucking arsehole that day as well. I was, but, at all um, the games, I was off my fucking tits. I went, well, yeah. I went to one England, I went to England, Switzerland mm-hmm. and I was remembering so on Twitter, like we, I went with all of my brothers and as we would, we were approaching in a car, I remember my brother Dom winding down the window. I mean, Swiss fans, they got to be the most benign Pleasant fans in the world. That's, that's, the, right? that's the nation, isn't it? That's their national. Uh, it's the whole fucking persona. Yeah. You don't think it's going to be. A, we had the Dutch Neutral. and the Scots to come, right? If you want a mm. fiery atmosphere, if you want a bit of trouble, then it's fine. You've got it in spades. You've got Scotland and mm. Holland. It could barely get any better if you've got a thirst for that sort of thing. So, Switzerland, let's ease ourselves into it, right? Two hours before the first game of Euro 96. We're driving along at a bit of traffic. We're approaching Wembley. The first group of Switzerland fans we see walking along, their faces all painted. My brother mm. Dom, who is paralytic in a West Ham shirt, fucking winds down the window and shouts, welcome to hell, at some <laughs> fucking Swiss fans, right? And they jumped out of their fucking skin. <laughs> you can't, I mean, what do you mean welcome to hell? We're in the fucking North Circular Road in crawling traffic before a fucking lacklustre board draw against Switzerland. <laughs> well, it West like a, it, exactly, you nick that idea off of the Turks. I mean, if you turn up at Galatasaray, right, mood, for a jet, it? Yeah. then it is a bit like hell. But this wasn't <laughs> hell. But there we go. That's what we're going to try and do Wednesday evening. So have a look on our Twitter because that's where the link will be. Um, probably about just before half six, I reckon, on Wednesday, once we've figured out how to do it. And if we haven't figured yeah, out how to we'll, do it, we'll, we'll tell you. We'll post it on Twitter. We'll keep your heads up. It's going to be fun. Uh, we'll be able to, It'll be me and Andy watching along with all of you, and you should be able to contribute via the comments yeah. uh, on, on the Zoom if you log into yeah. it. And uh, we will respond and, and read out some of your comments yeah. and abuse you at times, maybe, Possibly, or sometimes, yeah. you know, join in the fun. So that's that, uh, and that's the end of this episode. So uh, yeah. that, watch out for that coming up. If you're IFS later in the week, Life Logistics tomorrow, Snow White Wednesday, and of course the Melchester Odyssey on Thursday. And by um, the way, I'll put it in the newsletter and on Twitter, but if you want to watch any of those films that I was talking about, it's nationalarchives.co.uk. If you just put in National Archives public information films, you'll you'll get them all come up. We'll and probably end up doing a watch along with them as well, won't we? Yeah, definitely. All right, thanks for listening. Uh, keep it cunty. TTFN tickets. TTFN. This is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win, and support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ. 
Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. <laughs> 